The Republican National Committee did announce the eight candidates who qualified for the debate. Tomorrow night, you'll hear from Doug Burgum, uh, the North Dakota governor, Chris Christie, former New Jersey governor, uh, Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, uh, uh, former um, uh, Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy, and former, uh, excuse me, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Those would be the eight that you'll hear from through the day. And earlier, a cut up with Brian Kilmeade about how big of a presence Donald Trump is going to be despite not being on the debate stage. You know, it's so interesting. NBC, CBS rather, did a survey and they say 91% of, uh, of uh, would-be voters, likely voters, said they rather talk about issues than Trump. 8% say uh, direct, your, uh, um, you know, direct your attention to Trump. And 86% want to see them talk about the economy first. Number two was uh, 81% said inmate, uh, immigration. So if you're looking at that and you want to be the winner, maybe, and knowing that you probably agree with 80% of what Trump did, if, you, you know, if you're not Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, his agenda was the Republican agenda. And a lot of things that he presented ended up being something that people like better than the traditional Republican uh, agenda from Mitt Romney and John McCain. So that's a little bit of an issue. They're going to talk about the indictments and behavior. And after, after, like for example, Mike Pence will not avoid it. In fact, he'll he'll uh, lean into it. But I do think that this is an opportunity to say, yeah, like 80% of what he did. Here's what I would do different. Here's what I learned from watching what happened. Um, and I do think people want to know exactly where we stand on foreign policy. Uh, yesterday, China came out and had more exercise in front of Taiwan. You got uh, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, in 2028, after we get all our chips, out, uh, chip production out of Taiwan, uh, China can have it. Uh, in Ukraine, should it be in NATO or, like Vivek Ramaswamy says, we should tell uh, Russia, keep what you have. Uh, no problem, as long as you get rid of your relationship with China, which is farcical. So, I mean, that's where Nikki Haley leans into him. So, what else do people want to hear right now? What do you do with Obamacare? Everybody wanted it out, I guess it was now eight years ago. It's, is it here for good? Do you accept it? So, I think there's a like, what are you going to do with Medicare and Social Security? You can't say I'm going to leave it alone, because it will go bankrupt in 10 years. So, I know that Brett and Martha will follow up and go, yeah, you can't leave it alone. You know, say it. Uh, what would you do with it? Mike Pence has come out and said, listen, we got to fix it and this is how to do it. And I think that's smart. So I think that sooner or later, you know, maybe we'll get past the comic book section of it. But still, I expect Chris Christie to have his flash, uh, flash fight. I think Ron DeSantis, I've always believed this. I don't know how you feel, Rich, but I always think he's great in confrontation. I think that, you know, and so he says I'm gonna, they're going to come after me, and, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think he is. Pretty smart guy. And, and, you know, he knows his stuff pretty deep. And unless he talked to him, unless he's been saying things he didn't believe, like, for example, the Ukraine war was a border skirmish, which I know he doesn't believe. I think that's what he thought Tucker wanted to hear. I think that he's, him and, you know, him and uh, Christie are likely to, to clash. And, and I think that Nikki Haley is going to look on foreign policy and even as governor to do some things. And Governor Bergham still trying to introduce himself, but this guy oozes competence. But can he go in there and show everyone he should be president? So I, I really, I'm really looking forward to it. It's very similar to sports to me. It's almost like week one of the season in baseball or football, where everybody has a reason to find optimism around the person or persons that they like. And then all of a sudden you get the reality check when the thing starts. You go, oh man, uh, 
this is not going to work, or it's going to work. Because it's the first debate, Brian, who has the most to gain and who has the most to lose, or is it too soon to kind of label it that way? No, I think DeSantis has the most to lose, and I think that he could establish himself as a solid alternative by really looking in charge. And he's not going to do the Trump way and snipe. You know, if he, I was looking back at some of the footage putting together my Open for Saturday show, and it was amazing how many times that uh, you know uh, Rubio or Rand Paul would start talking and Trump would just interrupt with a quick hit. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but he'd go, "Yeah, that's not right. Oh, you don't even you don't even believe that. You that's not what you did in Florida. That's not what you said before." And they go, "Excuse me." And next thing you know, everything's on Trump again. So I'm very curious. I don't, that's not really the Ron DeSantis style. But he is a tough guy. I mean, he does know his stuff, and he can do that. But I think there'll be a little bit more decorum. As you look at DeSantis and some of the challenges that he has faced in the early days of the campaign, how much pressure is on him to connect on a human level with the viewer, with the listener? It's got to be authentic, though. Um, you know, so Bill Clinton was unbelievably authentic. People are like, oh, he's a liar, and he's this. But, man, when he walked out in Oklahoma after that bombing— and he goes out on the stump, and people say, yeah, the guy's unbelievably charismatic. Even Britt Hume said it last week. He's like, yeah, you get around Bill Clinton, whatever you think about the Bob thing, you go in. The guy's pretty charismatic. So I think that DeSantis has got to be uh, tough but charming. If, he's, if he goes over the top, and that's not him. So, And that's why Casey's such a great counter to him. But I think he's got the most to lose. And I think the the guys like Bergram and Tim Scott and, and Nikki Haley have been out, have been uh, been in the back roads, been in the diners. So now they have a chance to bring that message forward. So I think that we could see them. I mean, extremely talented and experienced, but have we seen much of them? I'm going to have Tim Scott on the show today, radio. Um, so I'll, I'll talk to him about that. But he's somewhat surging. I think at the last Iowa poll, he's a solid third. So I think those guys really under somewhat pressure to start – for their donors in particular, to start going, yeah, I'm pretty. You guys have been ignoring me, talking, focusing on the indictments, but I've been here, and here's what you've missed. Listen for continuing coverage starting at 10 o'clock on the Brian Kilmeade Show, and Brian will speak with Senator Tim Scott just after the 11:30 news update here on WOKV.